Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode with Ty and Tracy. And today we're talking about priority programming, identifying the solutions to your problems. So that's what programming is about, right? You, programmings are solution, programs are solutions to problems that you have identified in the, pro, in the community. And you use your programs to solve those problems. So we're gonna give you some tips, tricks and strategies today to really gel them together. Right. Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy B. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TVA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. So my name is Tracy B. Allen. I am the owner of TBA Consulting, and I have about 20 plus years experience in this nonprofit social enterprise industry. All right, my name is Ty Boone. I also have about 20 years of experience in I also have about 20 years experience out here in these nonprofit streets, just helping nonprofits get better, you know, and programs is where it starts. I always say pay the pays in the programs, Tracy. Mm-hmm. And just to you know, focus in on what do I mean by that pays in the programs. When funders look at your organizations, there has to be something that you are doing that's going to encourage them to give you their money. Right? You're gonna have to be solving a problem and for me um, a lot of times we, we miss that and we have a lot of funding because we don't do the research that we need to do to identify the problem. We start with an idea think it's a problem. That's not the same thing. Right? A problem is something that's of concern whether that's in your local community, depending on how what kind of scale you want your organization your business to operate. Um, you want to identify what the problem is and how large of a problem it is. Um, how big of a concern it is. And if it's something that only you think is a problem, you may want to go back and really really do some research about that. You know, what's the, why am I the only one who thinks this is a problem? And then instead of trying to implement something right away, you may have to think about how can I make some noise about this problem? How, how would I put this in front of? Is there any kind of apathy that needs to go regarding this problem? Because if people aren't bought into the problem that you're solving, they're not going to give you any money. Right. And I I like what you said about, is it, are you the only person that has identified this as a problem? So that can work two ways. It can be a negative and a positive, right? It could be the fact that you are the first person to have identified that it is a problem. And now you need to validate the problem and bring awareness to the problem. So you got to make a lot of noise to get the type of um, eyes that you need to have on the problem so that it can be solved. So some monies can be put behind it to get the problem solved. The other thing that could be, so the negative part could be, you saw maybe five girls in the last week. I like to use this, this scenario because I know it actually happened to a client, right? You saw maybe five young girls in the last week in your neighborhood or around your town that let's say are pregnant, all of a sudden you want to start a nonprofit to um, solve teenage pregnancies. 
It just so happened that those five young ladies are the only five young ladies under the age of 18 in your community um, that are currently pregnant when you have a community of girls that are probably at 20,000. That is not a problem that you need to solve. There's no real issue. That's such a minute number or percentage that you're not going to start a whole nonprofit behind that. You're not going to start a whole program behind that. Now, if you had a situation where you had 20,000 girls um, under the age of 18, or let's say maybe 5,000 between the ages of um, puberty age, 13 and 17, and you had 20% of those young ladies being pregnant, now you can say there is definitely a problem and you need to create some type of intervention program to solve that problem. Yeah, and having to identify the problem, I think it's the part that most um, organizations find um, hard because they're coming off of, of what they can see right in front of them. Like, you know, all five girls pregnant, so maybe that's the problem and I want to go there. Right. right. Or they're coming off emotions too, Ty. Or maybe I was pregnant, right? Right, so was exactly. Pregnant. <laughs> if I'm pregnant at 15, then I should start an organization in my community for girls who are pregnant at 15. And then you get frustrated when you're looking for funding, especially um, for grant monies. And then you find there's this kind of drop in that area for what you're doing. And you're like, why is this? I know this is a problem, but it may not be a problem in your area. And the funding funder is focusing on a certain area where they see high risk or they see there's really a problem. That's where they're wanting to give their money. I was this morning. I had a call with the woman, and she was talking about um, the county where she's formed her, her nonprofit organization, and she's looking outside there for funds um, from her her city, and they won't give her organizations the fund the funds like these these COVID monies that are coming out. They won't give her the money because they're saying that her county is too wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. so look for she's wanted to have. Um, you know, this money and stuff like my organization says, but this is your address, this is where you are, this does not apply to you. Because you can you cannot say that you are you are in a, a underserved area when when the middle income is when the medium income is what I'm sorry. If the if you have the median income of six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars. Right, exactly. But that brings up a good point, though. Ty is something that we talk about consistently. Is that when you are creating these nonprofits or social enterprises and you're looking for funding, you cannot be afraid. At least I always say it. Let me go back and say I usually say this. Um, you cannot be afraid of the population that you're serving. Meaning that you can't want to. Um, eradicate homelessness, let's say in Orlando, but I live out here in Kissimmee, right? So I'm going to set up my nonprofit in Kissimmee. There are no homeless people here, right? The homeless people are in Orlando. So where does my nonprofit needs to be housed? It needs to be housed in Orlando, in the most concentrated area of where um, the homeless population is. So granted, if I set up my nonprofit in Kissimmee, yeah, I'm they're not giving me any money because the problem is not here. It's in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's so hard for a lot of people to understand when they're coming out by themselves doing these, you know, and, and getting their organizations formed by people who really don't know, um, you know, what it's going to look like a year later. 
Right. Um, and if you're even if you know, don't live there, if you're, if you're starting your organization to help a certain certain population, you want to be in the know about that population mm-hmm. because trends among the population, their needs change. Like um, you know, earlier you were talking about pregnancy and teenage pregnancy, where that may not be an issue anymore in certain neighborhoods because of certain prevention um, or interventions that have come through already and reduce reduce that. Or there may be another kind of curriculum in school that's being taught that you don't know about because they didn't have that when you were 15. Right, right exactly. But, you know, one of the um, things that I, I wanted to make a point of, too, and it's a story that you told me, um, and I think it's relevant to the conversation, is that sometimes needs change. So let's say that um, you're not a startup. You've been in business for a while, and you started your nonprofit to um, solve one particular problem. But like you said, let's say it was teenage pregnancy. So when you started it, maybe you say 15 years ago, that was a major problem. But now with, you know, um, sex awareness and, you know, passing out of um, contraceptive contraceptives, right. Um, and the access to being able to walk into any clinic, I guess, once you're a teenager and get condoms or get on the pill or whatever that is, right. Now, that's not such a major problem because there's more awareness and people are taking precautions. So now what do you do? Stop? Um, close your nonprofit because that is no longer a need? Or do you now pivot and go into something else? And it kind of reminds me of the story that you told me about working in the AIDS research um, industry, AIDS education, and how your program had to pivot. I don't know if you want to share that. You, you know, when HIV AIDS was first a thing, it was just a real big, scary death sentence thing you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing was to do was to prevent it from happening. We got to do prevent education. We got to stop the spread. We got to talk about modes transmission. We got to make sure people stop spreading this thing. And then, and that was what my victim was in education. That was getting tons of funding for. But then. Uh, you know, treatment came. Magic Johnson tested HIV positive, right? And then he, these magic pills came, not really magic, but you know, before then, um, you had, a, had cocktails that you have to take several pills. But then as time went along, they could reduce that down to a couple pills or one pill. And so, you know, people were able to take these pills so they didn't have to die with HIV and they were going to be able to live longer and all this stuff, prevention and things like that. Things like prep, you know, that kind of stuff came up, and you really didn't have to worry about um, HIV being a death sentence. So being educated about it, people are like, well, you know, it's just like diabetes. We'll, we'll catch it and we'll, we'll live because we have a pill. But then the problem became, okay, if we have this pill, but folks are not taking it like they're supposed to be taking it. You know, people are not adhering to um, the, their drug regimens. So instead of us focusing, continuing to focus solely on prevention education because our dollars were drying up there, we started going to where the money was, which was in treatment, because you know we want to heal. We want to make we want to make the the regimen smaller. We want to talk to people about how to adhere to their treatments. So then we were still educated. Didn't really leave what the mission of our program was, because our our program's mission was to educate. We just educated about something different. Now we're going to educate about taking your medicines. Now we're going to partner with other organizations who can help you to get to the doctor, make sure that you get your treatment programs together. So. The same thing, you know, with, with your programs and, and with 
pivoting and you're being, being able to identify when that is. You don't want to wait until the book runs dry before you decide, okay, I probably need to focus on treatment because the dollars are drying up in education. You know, have we waited? And, you know, and, and one of the things that I always appreciate about um, my department at the time, we were always researching and we were always staying in front of the trends. So we knew because we were always looking for funds, we were always building relationships, we were always out there. So we knew that, hey, this treatment is, is a thing. We could watch and we could, we knew right away, hey, we're seeing more and more funding announcements for for treatment than we are seeing for prevention education. So something's up, you know, have we not been watching? We had to lay off everybody because we wouldn't have any money to take care of, right? But because we were watching, we were able to jump in for treatment dollars, even in the midst of, um, you know, still understanding what we were doing as a program and being able to operate that program, still doing um, education because that's what our mission was to provide that education. And that brings up a really good um, topic where you're talking about watching the trends, watching what's going on in the marketplace, in whatever cause that you are um, trying to champion, looking at you know where the grant monies are coming from, what the grant monies are coming out for, and using that to then navigate your next step or what type of sub-program you need to um to then maybe partner with someone with, or you need to create for yourself, or maybe you need to pivot your program that you're currently running to make sure that you are staying competitive in the marketplace. Yeah, I like what you said, navigation and sub-programs, because, mm -hmm. you know, some people all the time, have your programs designed. You're not designing programs at the time that you're writing the grant. You're supposed to have that that developed already mm -hmm. but you want you you can identify things in your rpa um that will make you a good your program a good match to whatever this announcement is and being ahead of it understanding where things are changing all along you're able to better um better direct your search for funding right you're better able to find things that match that match your mission and match your vision and also matches what the fund is filling drop and goal is. Um, when you're looking into grants and things, and you're just kind of, you know, if I was in my program and I was, I was stuck on education, and then I suddenly saw a grant for, for treatment, if I didn't know how to communicate to the funder, hey, we know education has been a thing, but now treatment is a thing, we're still in our mission, we're going to educate, I'm still using that common theme, that connects my mission and the services that I've already provided, the impact that I've already made to this new thing. Um, sometimes we'll find ourselves trying to jump and we don't bridge it over. And that's where the problem comes in, where if you saw something in treatment and you know that treatment is a new trend, but you're in education, but you can't clearly communicate how to connect those things. So you want to do, you want to do the research and you want to know what's going on in your field. So you can know how to connect them. Where do they where do they intersect? What do these things have in common? Education about and they kind of know about the subject of HIV. And I love that you say that making those connections, 
figuring out how does one thing relate to the next. And I think a lot of nonprofits, a lot of social enterprises, because I know when people start, especially social entrepreneurs specifically, because they started their business and now they want to champion a social cause, but they can't figure out how to mesh them together. And the one thing I don't want them to have is two completely different um, entities where they don't connect because it makes the work harder and it makes it harder for them to create impact. So yes, creating those connections, understanding how to create those connections is extremely important. And that could be a whole nother topic, but we don't want to take me this too long. We like to keep it at about 15, 10 to 20 minutes, anywhere in between. And I think we're at the 15, 16. Right? Yes. Yeah, so, um, we are going to continue this conversation. You know how we do it. It's three episodes on the one topic. So we might pick that up in the next episode and expound upon it a little bit more. But until then, bye, everyone. Okay, Change Agents. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.